I'm so excited. Okay, my first question is... Oh, wow. Oof. Ooh, that's, a, that's something to start out with. Right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it depends on who's I like looking at I think I look queer. Yes. I think I I'm look trans. like the queerest that <laughs> I've I ever looked. That now that I have short blue hair. For the most part, yes. Queers. I think like my haircut is... I like to hope that I give off the gay vibe. <laughs> Today, I think uh, I do. The queer vibe. What is looking queer, though? You're listening to Looking, Feeling, Queering, a podcast about what it feels like to look or not look queer. Josh and I chat about nail polish experiments, dinosaur turtlenecks, the hegemony of rainbows, and manscaping. Hello. What's up? Um, My first question for you is, do you think that you look queer? Um, no. Why? There's a differentiation between, like, a gay boy and the queer community, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think right away people just would use the word gay when they see me. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I've been told, too, that when I don't speak, I look straight. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Which is interesting. Do you think your new earring has changed that at all? Oh, yeah. It's definitely changed that. I was very excited because... It's definitely a queer marker, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Do you ever feel like you wish you'd looked queer or you don't feel queer enough in certain spaces? I never really wished I looked more queer, but I have felt not queer enough, especially like at school, I would say. Um, I think sometimes, although like I hang out and a lot of my pals are like queer folks, but I think sometimes at school it becomes almost hierarchical and I that kind of frightens me a little bit do you think that mostly has to do with like the language and the academia stuff of it or is that also aesthetic I think it's a mixture of both definitely like academia like obviously when whenever you have to talk about queer always talk about academia but it's definitely this aesthetic you know and it's like I feel like people subscribe to that aesthetic because you like have to yeah and when you don't you're like, you feel not part of it, although you still use the word queer, if that makes sense. For sure. Definitely. Um, what would you say some of those, like, markers of that queer requirement are? Um, let's see, probably, like, piercings, colored hair, like, basically, like, Spencer's, I would say, like, the Spencer's (laughs) store now, I don't know. I think it, like, also just changes all the time, because I yeah. feel like you have, like, that, like, Berlin queer style, but mm-hmm. then you have, like, the Spencer's queer style. Yeah. I just, it's always changing, so. I feel, too, like, undercuts were a thing, and yes. now they're, like, kind of not they're a thing not. anymore. They're not, because, like, now I feel like, and this may be extreme, I feel like Rat Tails, you know, like, Anakin Ugh, Skywalker yeah. style, I've seen so many of those. I can't deal with those. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, cool initially, but then you realize it's no. a rat tail. <laughs> So, it's like so much commitment too. It's a lot of commitment. You've got to really work oh, that. Oh man, yeah, I can't. I can't with those. No, <laughs> it's too many. Too many. Um, yeah. Have you ever dyed your hair and not hair color? No, I have not. Would you? Your I don't think so. Angel, sweet angel. Curls. I do not want to give up my sweet angel locks. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I just have no desire. I feel like it's too much work. Yeah. So I'm just like, no, no, thank you. It's not my thing. But. Yeah. How do you feel about? piercings and tattoos as queer things for you i think i'm all for them uh as like queer things i think they're not necessarily 
a queer thing really anymore. I feel like mm-hmm. everyone and their mother has um, <laughs> like tattoos or like piercings. literally my mom does. Yeah, so. <laughs> see, my mom will. Um, yeah, so yeah, I don't know. That's Do just... yours feel queer to you? Um, no, not really, because it's not like a political statement. Because for me, I'd rather have. For me personally, I'd rather have tattoos that were really important to me mm-hmm. and only me, and they yeah. mean different things. Um, so yeah, so they're not really political statements. They're Josh statements. <laughs> Josh. What if Josh is political? Just then existing yes, as just Josh. Just existing. I'm always political. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's funny. I love talking to people about like what they think about t- their tattoos or tattoos in general, because like, the same kind of tattoo can mean different things to different people beyond yeah. like what the actual drawing means but the act of having one like for me my like geometric sleeve whatever feels really queer because it's like part of my like embodiment and aesthetic of like being marked different Mm -hmm. in some kind of way like chosen choosing to do that Mm -hmm. um and it's not like a pink triangle or whatever but it like is queer to me just because it's like an act of marking and claiming my body yeah um but, like, it's so cool because tattoos are awesome and they yeah. make different things to different people. Yeah, it's awesome. It's <laughs> so really that's... Awesome. We covered most of my, like, queer marker things just, like, by name. But do you ever mess around with makeup? You know what? I have once. I think it was freshman year. Um, we're just, like, fooling around with makeup. I didn't go out in public. I stayed in the dorm room. But, like, because it turned really bad and I, like, looked like I had a black eye and I just wasn't about to, like go out into the world with, like, a fake black eye. But you know what, that, like, I'm very excited to actually experiment with that. I'm... I feel like you could rock some eyeliner. Yeah, <laughs> I know! That's why, like, I'm very, I'm very excited. I think I'm gonna give it a try. Um, yeah, especially for, like, mix or something, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, definitely experiment with nail polish. I really like that, but, like, very earth colors I can only do. I'm not, like, about to pull out a fuchsia. Yeah. You know, but... Only for the special days. (laughs) Special days. Special days. (laughs) Do you have any hair feelings about, like, length or body hair or anything? Ooh, that's a really good question. So, initially, um, like, let's say, junior of high school, so that's when I started, like, forming my, like, desire wherever that was at that point. Hair obviously was a big thing. I was like, I hate body hair. I hate all body hair. I was considering, 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 <laughs> considering shaving my legs, like, full on, like, Michael Phelps style. Mm-hmm. And Michael Phelps. <laughs> I, I, I didn't, because I realized it would come back even yeah. more. Um, so then, like, I'm like, okay, college. I still was not really in, like, chest hair and everything. I, but then I realized, then people just look like babies. And without hair, people are babies. It's and true. so then. It's the only thing that separates us. Yes, the only thing. <laughs> and so now, um, I, I love hair. Yeah. I like, I let it grow. I haven't, I haven't manscaped for a year. Nice. That's all I'm about to say. <laughs> but, um, you totally don't have to answer this, but how do you feel about, like, body hair on people you're attracted to or do things with? Um, hmm. See, like, it does. It doesn't matter anymore, although, like, I don't, I don't know anyone who likes hair on an asshole, mm-hmm. like, a butt. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, I mean, you could be into that, like, whatever, but I feel like you just get a lot of, like, hair everywhere. I don't know. I think that'd be yeah. just a process. Sure. But I, I could give a shit, really, honestly. Yeah. But 
But is it, like, factor into attraction whether or not there's, like, body hair, like, chest hair, that kind of stuff? Definitely not. Definitely um, not. But, like, hair on the head, for sure. Yeah. Like, if you've got locks. full, luscious locks, like, a body of hair, <laughs> then, like, you're mine. <laughs> Good. All you boys listening. Yeah. Uh, listen up. Listen luscious well. locks. <laughs> the way to go. I wonder, let's talk a little more about, like, capital Q queer spaces like mm. mix for example you brought up or other like gay clubs and stuff do you ever like what's your kind of aesthetic feelings around that is it like overwhelming do you feel like super liberated by it is it something you love dressing up for is it something mm-hmm. like what's talk about that um i love that i'll talk about mix because that's probably what i'm most familiar with it's i love that it's such a safe space i love that it's like truly a safe space mm-hmm. However, I do feel, and I don't know if this is necessarily a queer thing or a New York City thing, Mm -hmm. that people are really playing up certain things. And I feel like a lot of the times they are just costumes and it's not who, what they're doing, what they're wearing isn't reflecting who they are, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is, I don't know, I could be a both thing, but that's my only thing with like those capital Q queer spaces. Um, a lot of times, at least I found um, in like world of academia, I think it becomes like, like what I said earlier, like a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think, which is like, that happens to eventually every type of group. Mm-hmm. But I think it's kind of problematic when you have people who aren't comfortable in what is said to be, like, a safe space and who are uncomfortable. So I think that's wrong. Um, But, yeah, I feel like... Do you dress mm, up? And if you do, like, what is... Dress up as in, like... Just, like, what... Is it different getting ready for that kind of party versus something else? Like, what would you wear or do differently? Yeah, I mean, before... I think this year will be different because I'm, like, very much, like, I want to party and Mm -hmm. I'm, like, going to bring out some leather, probably. (laughs) Um, But... (laughs) I think I didn't really dress up before because I was just there, not necessarily, because I'm very much adamant about being who I am and not trying to, like, you know, I'm not going to wear, like, a leather collar. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not a dog. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'll follow people who do, but I just, uh, yeah, I think I'll dress up because it's like a party. I yeah. feel like people dress up to parties, you know? Yeah. It's a celebration, so I'll dress up. Um, speaking of dressing up for queer things, do you ever, have you gone to any pride stuff? Yes, I have. I've only been to the pride parade festival festivities in Chicago. Um, and that was okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However. Lukewarm feelings about pride. <laughs> lukewarm feeling, exactly. Lukewarm feelings about pride because although recently I feel like there was more of an emphasis of celebration of a space Mm -hmm. um, because of certain events. But in the past, I feel like it has really been just the equivalent of Lollapalooza. Yeah. um, Which is really upsetting. And that's why I didn't go again this year. Um, Because a lot of the people, also with my group, no one was identified as queer. Um, So everyone just got drunk and just was like, it was just an excuse to party. party, Which is like, I get that, but... Party and wear rainbows. Yeah, but it's like, why are you here? I don't yeah. know. It's mixed feelings, but 
yeah, so I'm not really a big fan as of late. Yeah. How do you feel about rainbows as a queer thing? I haven't really thought about that. I guess it's okay. Um, but also more for, like, you. Like, do you ever don the rainbow? No. I was like, I don't know. I feel like I don't need to. Also, and this is, like, bad, and I don't, I know this is, like, in a public sphere, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I honestly always connect or associate the rainbow with the HRC, mm-hmm. and, like, I'm not a fan, because yeah. um, yep. I have some feelings about the HRC, but that's also a problem. I feel like it's, like, a hegemonic yeah, symbol, for sure. For sure. Um, but, like, if people are proud of that, I mean, symbols are yeah. great in that way, but... I've found a lot of people that I've talked to with, like, rainbows and, like, hair dye and things mm-hmm. that are, like, super queer um, a lot have maybe gone through or have seen, like, people go through that as kind of, like, their baby queer stage is, like, a, look at me, I'm queer. And then once you, like, actually embody it more, then you, like, don't need that anymore for some mm-hmm. people, which I think is cool that it, like, yeah, can exist and, like, you can go through your awkward, like, like dyed hair phase. Like, I'm supposed to do this, right? Yeah. 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 Because I'll, like, throw on a rainbow bracelet or whatever, or, like, the rainbow emoji on, like, a picture, but I'm not gonna, like, wear my rainbow knee socks that I still own. Yeah. Which are great, by the way. Yeah, they're great. (laughs) I'll wear them just to, like, be a weirdo, but not, like, to pride. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Can you talk at all about what shopping is like for you? Oh, boy. Um, so I do subscribe to that stereotype, hands down. (laughs) I, I, um... Huge person to fashion. Shopping for me is just like a big process because also I've gone through lots of different stages in my life where I'm really into certain, I guess you could call them trends or just like people I've seen. So when I was little, it was like the cowboy, like the cowboy. I wore cowboy boots everywhere up oh my until God, like. Baby Joshy, cowboy yeah, boots. up until like fifth grade. It was like <laughs> cowboy boots. Um, and then I got into like this like prep star, like like Rudy mm-hmm. style. But then like recently I obviously being abroad in Paris, but then also being New York, they have very similar like, you know, everyone's cool cat. You know, cool cat. They wear only <laughs> solid colors. It's flowy. It's like, whoa, it's so cool. Even though it's like <laughs> whatever. But um, it's like fancy it's like, asymmetrical t shirts wow, that cost a million yeah, dollars. <laughs> exactly. Um, but look amazing. But they look amazing. I'm I like that. I like that minimal how do you feel about, I see a kind of Venn diagram with, like, radical alternative stuff and, like, queer aesthetics and how those kind of sometimes overlap and not necessarily. Um, and then in terms of the aesthetic, I think a lot about, like, buttons and patches and, like, laptop stickers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, do you partake in that thing? How do you feel about the, like, little tiny bite size radical whatever I do not partake, but I think that's also because of trying for that, like, minimal aesthetic yeah. that goes along with it. Um, and, like, I do have some, like, of those types of things for, like, in my room usually. Um, but I don't really feel like, I think it's great, but I'd rather talk about stuff like that than mm-hmm. just, like, have, like, a marker. So it's, cool. like, whatever. Yeah. Do you have anything that, like, when you heard the topic of queer aesthetics, you thought about right away? You know, I was I was thinking of honestly Parisa. Mm-hmm. When I think of queer aesthetic, I think of Parisa. In um, what way? Just that she's very much her own 
like, her, she has her own style, although it is influenced by, like, others. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's fashion. But um, it's very much owns, hones in on, like, who she is, I feel like. You know, because it's, like, it's very minimal. And I, like, hate to be talking about Parisa. Like, I'm sorry, Parisa. But, like... A vegan soccer mom. A vegan soccer mom. It's very much, like, her own style, but also has, like, the zest. Yeah. That's part of, like, who she is. Um, which I admire. Aww. Yeah. A little shout out. A little shout out. Little shout out. Check out earlier episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My last question for you is, are you ready? Mm-hmm. What is your favorite piece of clothing or accessory? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> the best. Okay. You can give me a few if you want. I am. I'm, I'm going to give you a few. <laughs> um, so, I recently just received a coat from my great-grandfather. Okay. Um, and it's, like, this mustardy brown, which is, like, apparently a color that's in now, so I was super psyched. Hell yeah. And it's, like, this old Inspector Gadget type of coat <laughs> with, like, these, like, panels. So I'm very excited about that. Um, also because, like, it's, like, a family. It's, like, history yeah. in that piece of clothing, which I think is really cool. I love that. Um, and then I love turtlenecks so i have this like old irish collar gray turtleneck thing that i like wear all the time (laughs) um like i think you know what i'm talking about i just love that and i love that turtlenecks are a thing now because that was always reminds me of when i was little in kindergarten i had these like dinosaur rollover turtleneck yes you did yeah it was just it was gorgeous like i wish i could find that in the bigger size now um yeah (laughs) Yeah, oh, and then this new pair of shoes I just bought that were from Paris, and it's like, I spent way too much money on, but very excited, so, yeah. It's probably my three top, top three in the moment. Top three, I love it. Yeah. Wonderful. Oh, yes. Thank you for listening to Looking, Feeling, Queering with me, Leah Miller. Check out our Twitter at LFQ Podcast to see other episodes and great quotes. <laughs>